What happened to him? What happened to John the Baptist? There's this huge gap in his life. This huge untold story. What happened to him? We know that John was born the son of Zechariah, who was the high priest in the temple in Jerusalem. We know that the high priest was of the tribe of Levi, that he would have been very well respected, well off, that Zechariah and Elizabeth's son would have been well loved. We know that because they couldn't have a child for so many years. He was their only son, their only child. We know that as the son of the high priest, John would have had the best of Jewish education, tutored by rabbis. He would have had good food, a nice home, nice clothing, really everything that a child could hope for. He would have been brought up in the strict and religious tradition of that kind of Judaism at the time. Maybe that was what was wrong. He was a preacher's kid. The next time that we see John is really 30 to 31 years later. We know because Jesus was around 30 and John was just born maybe six months ahead of him. So John had lived a full life by the time we see him again. And he's living as a homeless man in the wilderness. And he, he's eating bugs and honey. And he's proclaiming that the Messiah is coming. I used to think that John probably just had a kind of a revelation. Maybe he was saying his prayers in the temple and God said, go out in the wilderness and become a homeless man. But now I don't think so. Most human beings, in order to encounter great change in our lives, in order to spur great growth, most of us go through something, something hard. It's very rare that a human being who is raised in comfort and lives their whole life in comfort will be spurred to great growth or sacrifice Usually it takes something to spur on that growth. What happened to John? 
I think he must have suffered in some way. I don't know what, I don't know how, but something shook him up enough to cause him to take a great risk, to cause his soul to grow. Soul growth happens often when we struggle. One of the people that I most admire in my life is my cousin, Edward. Edward is the son of my father's sister, his older sister. I grew up spending summer times at family reunions with Edward. He's six years older than me, so I always looked up to him. Edward's dad was a professor at Bowdoin in Maine, a professor of history, a handsome, articulate, joyful guy when he played with his kids. But his dad suffered from terrible depression, which would come in these waves. They would crash upon him. When Edward was 10 years old, we were at our family reunion. I was only four, so I'm told this story. I don't remember it. Edward's dad had decided not to come to the family reunion. He wasn't feeling well. His depression got so bad that he put on some earphones and classical music and he overdosed. Edward's mom raced up to Maine and then came back down. And when she pulled in to our place, Edward walked up to her car and he was 10 years old. And he said to his mom, Dad's gone, isn't he? Now, how, how do you live your life when at 10 years old your dad decided to leave? How do you handle that kind of suffering? Well, Edward struggled. He suffered a lot. He, he struggled with drugs in college. He tried different careers. He struggled in his marriage. He discovered meditation. In his striving to try to find peace. He started praying, sitting in silence. This past summer, I saw him again. I, I hadn't been to our reunion in years, and Edward is amazing. He's one of those men that light shines from his eyes. He just spent six months at a silent retreat. And he's brilliant. He helped Wikipedia develop their websites. He's raised two beautiful children. But he's kind. And he listens. And you can tell when you talk to him 
that he's been through something. And it's that suffering that made him who he is, a man of deep wisdom and prayer. You know, the prophet Malachi talks of the coming of the Messiah, and I know we Christians, we have this myth that Jesus is supposed to come and make us happy, right? Well, that's not what it says. The Messiah is going to come, Malachi says, and he's going to be a refiner's fire and fuller's soap. Do you know what those things are? A refiner's fire is the kind of fire that is so hot that when you put metal when you put metal in that fire it burns away all of the impurities so for example silver all the excess metal that is not true silver will be burned away and fuller soap back in Jesus's day and in the time of the Hebrew scriptures fuller soap was used to whiten cloth. It was like an equivalent of bleach, but it stank. It smelled so bad that they had to have a fuller's field where they would wash things with fuller's soap because nobody wanted the soap anywhere near their house. So you'd create this big stinky lather with this soap and water, and then you'd put your clothes into it, and you would, you know how you can scrub clothes and wrestle with them and beat them and bang them. That's what you would do. In the stench of this fuller's soap, you would rub and pull and wrestle this cloth to make it clean again. Jesus came not to make our lives easier. He came to show us that life is hard but that we can choose to walk through the pain to new life. And don't ever believe that it is God who causes you to suffer. God didn't cause the cross. Suffering is a result of free will. It is the product of our broken world. But Jesus came to show us how to walk through the refiner's fire, through the fuller's soap, and to become something more through the cross. So I don't know what happened to John the Baptist, but there's this ancient practice in Judaism called Midrash, where you try to imagine what filled those gaps in Scripture. So sometimes I think maybe John the Baptist got married and had a family and his child died. Maybe John the Baptist had a career and realized that it meant nothing to him. Maybe John the Baptist, maybe, 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 maybe God wants us not to know so that you and I can put ourselves in the gap and whatever we went through, we can think that John went through that too. Whatever it was, whatever that refiner's fire was, whatever that fuller's soap, he emerged 
a prophet who listened to God, who knew that his plan was not the important plan, but God's plan was, who knew how to put himself aside and become someone more, a man of wisdom, of light and true understanding, who knew that Jesus was coming. Amen.